All right, let's, uh, let's get into what we're supposed to talk about today. Again, we've been talking about purpose vision for our midweek. And, of course, I shared, uh, was that Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. <laughs> we had two services. Okay. Uh, we talked about Sunday. So if you have an opportunity, please check out last Wednesday's uh, installment one. Installment two was Sunday, um, especially because we're starting this year off trying to make sure we facilitate or navigate through vision and purpose. Because right, I'm not going to do as much a review as I've been doing the last two services. just want to get into uh, the portions that we haven't gotten to. Now, uh, let's go to Romans 8.18. Romans 8.18. Heard Miasia in her prayer talking about um, living in manifestation, which is the vision for this year. And I know uh, we have to wait to Sunday to get to the details. Uh, Sunday will be details, but we're actually going to really get into how to live in manifestation. So it should be pretty exciting on Sunday. Um, uh, Romans 8.18. Romans 8.18. says this. It says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us or manifested in us, right? And so, so, so again, if we go by what the Lord used me, Asia, to talk about at the beginning of the service of living in manifestation, and we look at our process up to the point of living in manifestation, I think we can probably categorize that as suffering. You know, because you're ultimately, even if, it's, if, it, if it had gone somewhat well, you're still enduring to wait for what you ultimately are believing for, and that's fulfillment, right? And so the sufferings of this present time in God's kingdom. Now, this, the emphasis is because, again, you have, you have purpose vision, which is what? That's within God's kingdom and what God has purpose and plan for our lives. Uh, you have uh, goals you have um, skewed, blurred, or um, clouded vision, which, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, like Ordy went through in the, uh, uh, when he was dealing with the giant of darkness, right? Yeah, yeah, I know I'm going to reference the play, like, probably for the next month, right? <laughs> the line's in me, so, <laughs> so I'm going to use them, all right? All right, so, so God's kingdom suffers at this present time don't measure up to the weight of glory that's coming. All right? So in God's kingdom, okay, so, so we go through processes, test trials. We go through challenges. We go through stretching. In God's kingdom, that doesn't measure up to the weight of glory that's coming. Outside of God's kingdom, all of those things that are suffering, they have a different impact. See, so in the world, like, those things are crushing you because <laughs> there ain't no glory coming, right? Because <laughs> you're not in the kingdom, right? 
right, so, so, so that's how God's kingdom operates. Uh, operates. Now, now, the world is interesting because it flips things. Because the materials and the success of this present time in the world doesn't measure up to the weight of suffering coming. So you see the difference? In the kingdom, the, the sufferings that you're going through don't measure up to the weight of glory that's coming. In the world, all the materials and the successes, all the promotions and the props that we get don't measure up to the suffering that's coming. Right? All right, and, and, and so this, this purpose vision, as we, we, we were talking about in the previous weeks, it's really going to take a different level of clarity, a supernatural clarity. Because remember we said you, it could be right in front of you and you don't see it. You know, you can miss it and it's right there. All right, and so, so that's why God has spent a lot of time uh, trying to set us up through his word for revelation knowledge. See, 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 revelation knowledge is different from normal knowledge. You know, because remember, God speaks through revelation, through the vehicle of inspiration, right, to facilitate illumination, right? Did Ms. V remind us of that? <laughs> right? All right, so, so now that's different than natural knowledge. You know, your ABCs, your one, two, threes. You know, some people are very uh, uh, astute in, in high tech you know, when it comes to IT. Some people uh, these days are acute when it comes to AI. <laughs> you know, uh, some, some of us like me coming up, uh, math, well, still, you know, numbers aren't work for me, okay? Um, and, and so those aren't bad things, but that's natural knowledge. We, but the goal is to put some super on that natural, right? And now we have revelation knowledge. So now you take the same information that helps you navigate in the scene, and it, it illuminates, and you start to see in the unseen. So, so even what you've already had now is used in a different way. It's applied different. You see where it fits. You don't just know it to know it, right? You use it to assist you in manifesting some things. Because, you know, some people have just got a thousand degrees and they just know stuff. Some people have been at every church, uh, went through every training, and they just know stuff. You know, some people, like you could talk to people and they just, they're knowledgeable. But, but it hasn't facilitated them things manifested in their lives. You, what use is it to be knowledgeable and just struggling, right? All right, so you, so you guys, so, so, so God's trying to get us back to revelation knowledge, you know, and that's going to assist us with purpose vision. Now, let's look here um, because I like to, I was going to use the word prove, uh, but I like to make sure I uh, authenticate what's being communicated through the word. So it's not just pastor's opinion, right? All right, so Matthew 16. And we'll start here at verse 13. Matthew 16, verse 13. 
There's 15. I'm in the wrong place. Alright, it says this. It says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, right, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, Elias, and Others, Jeremiah's, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, okay, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art. He didn't didn't speak like he was guessing. He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, the son of Simon. He says, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee. But my father, which is in heaven, now he's giving you right there the difference between natural knowledge and revelation knowledge. See, because what he's saying is flesh and blood reveals the natural knowledge to you, right? But the revelation knowledge comes from the the father from heaven, right? You see the difference there? And he says, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, um, it says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on, bind, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So here he's just trying to give him the foundation because he says, you know, uh, I'm going to build my whole kingdom on this. On what? Revelation knowledge. Things revealed from God not just things picked up from everyday man, right? And so so you have to go deeper to get the things from God. Now, this is Matthew 16, but this is by, this is him uh, taking the opportunity to make his disciples aware of when, of what he had talked about three chapters before is now being displayed. So he, 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 that's how Jesus rolled. He schooled them. And then there were situations where they can see the manifestation of what he was talking about. Let's go back to Matthew 13. So Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to lock here, lock in here on verse 10. Matthew 13, verse 10. Well, I'll just read verse 9 because it's going to lock into what we're talking about. It says, uh, who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is after he gave the parable of the sower sowing the word. Remember, I told you, like, through his word, he's trying to get us what? Revelation knowledge, right? The interest of the word bring of light is unsent to the simple. We talked about that on Sunday. And so when he sends that word, he's trying to assist us in getting the revelation knowledge or to be enlightened. Now, the adversary comes, he said this earlier in this chapter, but I'm just going to run through it real quick so we can get to what we can get to. He said, when Jesus gives you that word, that what? Is going to enlighten you. Satan comes for some people and he steals it immediately. He says, some, uh, that word is, is taken away because they're offended, right? And then the word is, is snatched away. You know, so some receive it on stony ground, you know, right? He says, he says, he says, some receive the word, right? So it actually gets in. 
to give you the revelation knowledge. But the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter in and choke the word and becomes unfruitful. So the goal is not to know. The goal is for to manifest the fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold, right? He said those that get the word and produce fruit, right? And then he says, he that has ears to hear, let him hear, right? This is what we have in, in verse 9 here, 13.9. Now we get to verse uh, 13.10. Disciples came and said unto him, why speak if thou unto them in parables, right? So now, you, now a parable is, has a knowledge meaning and a revelation knowledge meaning happening at the same time. It has a earthly meaning and a heavenly meaning application at the same time, right? So he says, why are you speaking to them in parables? Why don't you just kind of give them the revelation first, right? And then uh, verse 11, it says, he answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but unto them it is not given for you to get the revelation knowledge, right? This is not supposed to be a mystery to us. It says, look, for whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever has not, for him shall be taken away even that which he has, right? It says, therefore, speak I to them in parables, because they seen, see not. It says, in hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. He says, and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, by hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand. So, so again, they have ears, but they don't understand. The, the eyes of their understanding is not enlightened, Ephesians 1.18. Right? It says, and seeing they shall see and not perceive. So they can see with their natural eyes. You know, I mean, arguments you've been in with somebody says, I know what I see. I, that, I know what I see. I saw your face. I know what I see. Yeah, yeah but did you perceive? I know what I heard, but did you understand? Okay. All right. So, so uh, verse 15, it says, the people's heart is waxed gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes have closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. So he's, he's talking about a process here now. He's saying because of this, the stuff that we pile on, right, it's affecting our ability to benefit from revelation knowledge. Because we're allowing what? Cares of the world, seafulness, riches, lust of other things to enter in and choke the word. He says, but blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Now, now again, this is what happens all the time. Christ was talking to them the whole time. Other people was around. So that means... Christ is talking, giving them what they need to maximize themselves in the kingdom. There were other people there that could hear what he was saying, but wasn't going to benefit what he was, from what he was saying because their heart had waxed gross. Some people were sitting there with a clipboard, skeptical, looking for something wrong. Some people didn't like the fact that Jesus might have been smiling. Oh, he think he all that. Some people might not not like the fact that he was confident who he think he is. All those things stopped them from what? Hearing, perceiving, understanding. And me and jealousy could kick in. 
right? And all those things stop you from absorbing. So they could have benefited too. The Bible says that the word, they received the word, but it didn't profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. See, you're not operating in faith if you're looking for what's wrong with something that's brilliant. So you're looking for what's wrong because you, you're not brilliant? Well, that's how you become brilliant. You drink of brilliance to become brilliant. You don't hate on brilliance. That makes no sense. Okay, all right. You got me? Like every time you, you, you hear breakthrough success, man, you can't get sad. Do you understand? That's the, that's the spirit that we t- we're trying to break off of that we talked about, right? That's that spirit in there trying to stop you from picking up what the, the person that broke through was sent to give you so you can break through. You should run to breakthrough, not run from it. Right? But see, when you don't have revelation knowledge, you can't see this person is for your benefit. Like someone like Pastor Mel, you'll run from her all day because she's always smiling. You know, like, like, like she's, uh, she's happy with her life. Like I always thought the dictionary should, like when you see Joy, it should have her picture. And when, when stuff happens because she's gone through so much in her life, she wants to celebrate. But not just what she's doing. She's so busy celebrating everybody else. So if something happens with her, she figure what? Everybody going to celebrate with her. But sometimes I got to like reel her in, babe. You went to the wrong people. <laughs> They're not excited about what you're doing. But I don't understand. Then, then she would, you know, her pushback to me is this. Well, well, you know, all these years, I, I just got to be who I am. Like, I can't be trying to figure out who's going to celebrate with me. I just got to celebrate. I can't just be uh, uh, dousing my light, right? What you say? You got to glorify God, right? All right, which you do very well. All right, so, so, <laughs> so, so let's go to John 1. And so we talked about this last week, how there's things happening around us, and, and, and one might say, like, why are we highlighting this for vision? Because what happens is uh, we're, you know, we, we've gone through vision year after year. Man, I, I hear people saying, man, uh, uh, supernatural restoration. I've heard people the whole year, oh, this is rest, this restored here, restored there. But if you're blind, you won't see that person that broke down and cried at the altar, got restored. See, because you, 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 you won't be able to see that that ain't never happened to them in their entire life before. But it's hard for you to see because you're just looking for what? Somebody with a new car or something. See, but the supernatural restoration happens before the living and manifestation happens. And so sometimes we got we to gotta be broken of the things that's on us and restored to position God wants us to be in. Right? And so, so, so you go back and look at video and at the end of service and look at the different situations of people that, that things got broke through or things got um, uh, uh, restored. Let's just go back. But, but again, if, if it's just about you, you'll be clouded from seeing what, what God is doing. Right? 
It'll be happening right in front of your face. And then when vision is cast, it'll just be information. It won't be revelation. All right, so that's what we're talking about. All right, so, so this, and, and, and we're talking about Jesus because here he's around people. Come on, now imagine if you heard Christ was downtown Charlotte. Yeah, but I got to get up in the morning. You know, you know, I, know, I go to sleep every day at 8 o'clock. Now, it's too dark to be driving down there. What time are you going to be there? You said 9.30 p.m.? <sighs> I might have to miss this one. Is it on video? Now, now, now that, 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 I said that sarcastically with a little humor, but this is what's happening. There's things happening. God's manifesting himself, but, but we're caught up in things that, because well, we can't see it. Like, it's not on, on our schedule. It's on his timing. It's not on our schedule. It's on his timing. All right, so uh, uh, y'all should be in John 1, right? I look at, look at this. Uh, wow. All right, so, so we're going to focus on verse 11, but we can't read verse 11 without reading uh, the verses before it, okay? So, I'm just start at verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. Right? It says, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So, the person that makes it knows how to use it. Right? That makes sense? In him was life. Look, look. And the life was the light of men. Right? Helped you to see. It was your revelation, your illumination. Right? It says, and light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. So that means because he was the life and they was in him, whatever people did at the beginning, Adam and Eve, whatever they did, what? Like, even if darkness was around, it left by the time they showed up. Because they're light. If you're walking around illuminated, when you show up in a, in, in a dark meeting, a dark business, in a dark family. What happens? Darkness leave because you showed up, right? All right, so, you know, all right, now verse 6. Uh, there was a man sent from, from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of what? The light, right? That all men through him might believe, okay? He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of what? That light, right? And that was the true light which lighteth some people. Every man that cometh into the world, every male or female that cometh into the world, right? He says, he was in the world. We're talking about the light, right? And the world was made by him because he made everything, right? Remember? It says, and the world knew him not, wasn't intimate with them. So that means people were around them, but wasn't pressing to be intimate because it's getting late. I got to go to, yeah, I got to be in bed at a certain time. I, I got to get to the game. Well, I need some overtime, right? You see that? All right, verse 11. He came unto his own. So now they didn't press to him. Right? That's what intimacy means. That's what knew, knew him to be intimate with him. 
That means they didn't press to be intimate with them. Like when you meet the new person that you're going to meet within the next couple of weeks, immediately you're going to feel something you're going to want to be intimate. You know, the person uh, that's going to happen to you, you come back and tell me, you'd be like, how did you know that was going to happen? Right? Well, because there's something in it. All of a sudden, you ain't going to sleep now. Remember, you, you had to go to bed. It'd be the bed at a certain time. But all of a sudden, no, 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 you hang up. No, 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 you hang up. I just love talking to you. you know, I feel like we got so much in common. But what happened to that schedule? It didn't even come up. You're risking, because the reason why you go to bed is because sometimes you find yourself falling asleep at the computer at the job, right? But you're going to risk <laughs> falling asleep at the computer at the job because now you're trying to be intimate. Right? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> All right, so, so it says, it says, he came unto his own. Look, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. So the first scripture says, they didn't know him. He was amongst them. They didn't press to know him. Then, so, so, so Jesus didn't just leave. He says, okay, I'm going to come among y'all then. I'm going to come in your midst. I'm going to come around you. Right? And it says, they received him not. That's faith. Always freely given. But it's up to us to receive. <laughs> right? So, so, so Christ is always looking to give us. See, this revelation ain't new. He's con- he is the light. He's constantly trying to get us to see. All right? All right. Uh, let's see. Verse 12. It says, but many, read 12, I'm going to read 12 to 14. It says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Because I believe. Right, Faith? <laughs> Helps me to move, <laughs> to get out of this mess, right? <laughs> My love, silly. <laughs> how, how do you activate it? All right, all right. So, sorry about that. If y'all watching, y'all didn't see the play from Sunday. That's where I pulled that from, from faith. All right? All right, it says, but... but at, it says, but as many as received him, received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now, operating as a son of God in the kingdom of God, that's power, right? But we have to receive him. So first he comes around so we can be intimate with him, giving us an opportunity to press. Some people don't do that. Then he comes to us and we have an opportunity to receive him, right? But some people don't do that, right? It says, uh, it says, who believe on his name. It says, which were born not of blood, nor of, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now, we're born. We're born. We're birthed. Now, so, so remember we said the goal is for us to be enlightened for us to see, right? It's just some people don't see. So he comes to you, and the goal is for you to be a son of God. But you got to, see, you got to, you can't. Start second-guessing son of uh, God status. Like when you're a child of God, you can't second-guess that. Because now you have to, you move a different way. 
So, because whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven, right? So you're not now, now, now you're not operating in fear, desperation, and hustle, right? As a child of God, you see that because you see things different. Now, remember we said uh, Jesus had already told Peter, "Oh, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my Father is in heaven." He says, "Now I'm gonna build my church, my kingdom on this revelation knowledge." Now, when he came to them. This is already, this, if Christ is showing up, what do you think? He's, he's, he's showing up so you have revelation knowledge that what? You're a child of God. See, see, we're living in manifestation is you have to be living like a child of God. Because remember when you, when that life is in you, you're that light. It says what? Darkness can't comprehend light. So all the stuff that tries to attach itself to you when you're not operating like a child of God runs from you when you are a child of God, right? But you don't get that revelation knowledge that you're a child of God. Because see, you're a child of God. God, what do you think, God, why did he fearfully and wonderfully made you? Why did he put wonders in you in the first place? Right? So, so, so God has already set you up, but we don't see it. Because what? We come in this world in sin and iniquity, and it that, that brings about what? Darkness. If you hang out in darkness long, your heart wax gross, right? And it's hard for you to see the revelation of who you really are. So you live less than who you are. Because the devil can't stop you. He can only try to deceive you to stop yourself. That's why we talked about breaking the chains of torment. Right? He cannot stop you. But if, he, if you allow him in your mind and you start to listen to what he says, you'll start stopping yourself, right? False evidence appearing real, right? Right? That's why it says what? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then it says be renewed in the spirit of your mind, right? You, you got me so far. Right, so, so it says here, it says, you become the son of God when you believe on his name it says, which is born not of blood nor flesh. So this is, there's nothing we can do in the natural to make this happen. It says, nor by the will of man. It says, but of God, right? Revelation knowledge. It says, look, now he breaks this down. He says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full, full of grace and truth. So we know the only begotten of the Father is who? Memory scripture, right? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten, right? So this is what he's referring to here. I, so, so, so I wanted us to talk about that because we, we, we as we're going to talk about Sunday, the vision of living in manifestation, we're not going to live in manifestation if we are still with that same uh, ordinary familiar mindset, right? It's just not going to happen. Like, we can't keep going in. Okay. See, you're going to have to punk your flesh because your flesh is going to have you playing the victim. What is playing the victim doing? That's the will of man. Right? That's what flesh and blood would do, trying to manipulate the outcome. See, because they can't see what God is doing. See, See, without vision, my people perish. They stumble all over themselves. It didn't say they stumble all over others. 
They stumble all over themselves. And so remember, we talked about this the other day, but the person that hears the word, which is trying to bring light, right? Revelation knowledge. And it says, goes his way or their way, forgetting what manner of man they were. Lose sight of the reality that they're a child of God and they got powers. And they can manifest some things, right? So, we have to stay, we talked about this already, we got to stay in harmony with what God is revealing to us. So, it's not enough that I realize things. You know, uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to go through this in, uh, I don't know if it's this week or the, the, uh, the next class I'm going to teach. But uh, what are we doing over there? Bible school. No. Yeah, Bible school. Bible school, yeah. So <laughs> abiding in Christ. Because the whole thing is there's a lot of people that recognize Jesus died on the cross. We've been hearing this for the longest. I believe Jesus died on the cross, and they're just looking at him. Versus getting in fellowship with him. Knowing him. See, he came into his home and they knew him not. They saw him. They looked at him. But they didn't get close enough to become one with him. This is what happens in churches. The body of Christ is what the church is. But see, if you're blind, you won't see that. You'll, just, you'll see hope. You'll see uh, Renee, you just, you'll, see, you'll see Pastor Mayo, but you won't see another person in the body. So you'll watch the body, but you won't get in fellowship. You see what I'm saying? So you won't get to know Christ. He came unto his own and they received him not. He's manifest himself through different people in the body, right? And this is what it is. We, we looking at the cross. Man, I'm so glad he saved me. But appreciate it, but I'm not going to. I don't think it's worth you gaining my fellowship. All right, so you got me so far? Thank you, Lord, for weaving that in. We'll be talking about that over there. All right, so, 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 this is so important because we're talking about vision, right? Purpose vision, right? And it's not just cliche-ish. It's God has a plan. This living manifestation, supernatural restoration, commit to the dig, uh, treasures, whatever, all the different new beginnings, all that stuff is God revealing himself, Right? And so, so he needs us to, to see these things. Now, let's go to Habakkuk 2. So remember when we talked about the other week, we talked about how Habakkuk says, I'm going to stand upon the watch, right? So, so I'm going to be attentive. Remember we said when we come into the house of God, be attentive. So I have ears, but I want to make sure I'm listening to a point of understanding. I got eyes. I want to make sure I'm, I'm seeing to the point of perceiving. Like I'm seeing way beyond what's in the service and the natural. Listen, I have so many wonderful relationships in, this, in the body of Christ, and in particular, heirs, Christians, in the church. You know why? Because I perceive. I deal with hearts. Because if I dealt with what I saw on the outside, 
I would have no relationships. Oh, I have one. Probably my wife. Well, based on what you see, you might not want to be with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like because people are in process on the surface, but there's, there's, there's jewels, there's gems inside those vessels. And so, so you got you to gotta get past the rough and the dirt to get to the diamond. To get to the gold, right? And so, so the perception helps relationships. It's helped us in our marriage. Because if she went by just what she saw, she running for me or fighting me or knocking me on something my head or something. You know, just, you know, just, just the, you know, the, uh, the uh, abrasions that I've gone through in my life, you know, made me callous at times, right? But she had to see my heart, right? Does it make sense? So, so uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, and we'll start here, verse 2. We already, uh, well, I'll read verse 1 because we talked about it last week. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved, okay? It says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon the tables, that he may run that readeth it. The, the person that reads it sees it so clear, it moves them to action. Right? It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak, express itself. Right? And not lie. Key word there, it shall speak and not lie. Express what God is saying in its manifestation but not what manifests won't be contrary to what's written, right? It says, though it tarry, that means take a little bit. It says, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry means it won't take long, as long as you may think, right? I right, so, so this is the purpose of, of, of spending time standing upon a watch keeping your foot when you come into the house, listening in through the, throughout the course of a year or years, picking up every little breadcrumb because when God's, because all these little things kind of, you know, you have, you have the puzzle laid out, but there's some pieces missing. You know, like, you know, you got the puzzle, you're like, there's some pieces missing. And you look on the floor and you see a piece, but it's the exact color that's what you're looking for, Right? You don't get mad, you just put it in place, right? But you got to be attentive. You just can't give up because, man, all the pieces ain't here. You might have to search for some of the pieces, right? And so what God has been doing is he's been writing vision, giving us pieces, you know, because you can't give it all in one time. Just get this done, right? And, and, and you, you're going to see how it's, it's all led up to uh, what we're talking about uh, this year, Living in manifestation. Now, the message version says this, and then God answered, write this, write what you see. Now, if you can't see because you, your heart is waxed gross, you can't perceive, you may write the wrong thing. You may write how you feel. You may write what somebody told you. You may write based on the momentum that you already have and you really don't want to change. But that's not what he said. He said, write what you see from me. 
Don't write what they told you. Uh, what's the tradition in your house? Right? Write what you see, okay? It says, write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. So even if I'm moving, I can still see clearly what I'm supposed to be doing. Right? This vision message is a, is a witness pointing to what's coming. It's a witness pointing to what's coming. Oh, no, 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 that's coming. Listen, I'm showing you this. Hey, listen, when, 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 a, when a designer builds a building and he does the blueprint, right, when you see what's manifested, it harmonizes with the blueprint. The plumbing ain't on the other side of the house and the kitchen on this side. It's lining up. That's why the Bible says God declares the end from the beginning, right? It all lines up. It aches for the coming, and it can, it can hardly wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time. Look at that man, bloated by self-importance, full of himself, but so empty. But the person in right standing before God through loyal and steady believing is fully alive, really alive. You see the difference? Vision fulfills. The, the, the fronts, the pretense steals. It's two different things. You see that? All right, so I'm, I'm going to repeat the scripture because I, I know I've been quoting it a lot, but Matthew eleven twelve 12, it says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Again, we're talking about God's kingdom. It says the violent take it by force. And so, so are we allowing ourselves to be blinded without putting up any resistance? Because the goal is to see, right? Revelation, have revelation knowledge. But am I allowing myself, my heart to be racks gross? Am I allowing myself to be offended? Am I allowing myself to be disillusioned? Right? Without even putting up a fight. Am I fighting to see? Something we talk about a lot, actually, it's an excerpt in the book, too, fighting to see, right? Are we fighting to see, right? We've been talking about that for years around here, right? You got to fight to see. Like, you ain't going to just see, 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 you know, I, you know, she'll tell you, uh, my wife came in, she gave me a little hug and kiss today. She says, she walked by the study and she was like, boy, he in there doing it for his family. And, and so there was a level of appreciation, but but it wasn't just my family, the family. Like I'm fighting to see. Because we got to get accurate information to get to where we got to go. Like, like, I, like I'm, I have to see. Like for me, it's not, it's not optional. And sometimes you see stuff and people go, you know, some people are so busy uh, rushing to, I wish I saw that. Man, follow the, the instructions and you'll see, you'll start to see things a lot clearer. You'll start to move with a different momentum, okay? All right, so, but, but, but don't just like let the devil punk your vision like that, okay? All right, so there's two types of vision we'll talk about. Uh, uh, God's sight and our own sight. 
And I pulled this from Ordi's second book, um, a Rendezvous with Yourself. Uh, so, so Numbers 13, this, this is so deep. Like, I didn't even think about this, to be honest. I had no idea. The play actually discussing a lot of stuff we talked about. Because <laughs> I'm about to read, about to give you Numbers 13, 33. Remember, that's what, like, we were like grasshoppers in their side. Man, when I was going through, man, you know, they, they was on their way back. <laughs> Say, Turn around, there are giants in the land. <laughs> the rumors were true. <laughs> there were giants in the land, <laughs> right? And they seemed more mightier than me. I seemed like a grasshopper in their sight. Every time I've ever read that in Numbers 13, I've always said, how do you know what their sight was seeing? We're like grasshoppers in their sight. No, you like grasshoppers in your sight. See, this is what happens with your arguments. You're telling the other person what they're seeing. How do you know what they're seeing? What they're actually seeing? I'm not saying what you believe their eyes are looking at when they're looking at you. You would have to be inside their head looking through the lens. They could be, they could be daydreaming. Now what? I know you saw, how do you know they weren't daydreaming? How do you know they weren't like, I'm always daydreaming. I'm all, like, I could be with you and somewhere else at the same time. I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I'm always seeing visions and stuff like that, like, all the time. And so, so but, but this is the thing. We were like grasshoppers in their sight. No, you're like grasshopper in your own sight. But that's a skewed view because you're not a grasshopper. You're a child of God. You're a king's kid. You've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. This, this is what's so important. Because when you start to really see, you start to believe in your patient. Because so people, uh, I've been hearing this a lot. You know, I've heard this from uh, Minister James, I've heard it from Minister Lamar, I've heard it from some other people. So, so I'm, I'm not, this is not me assessing myself. This is what I heard from other people. Boy, you sure are patient. And I start, I was, I've been reflecting on some things because this is the year of what? Living in manifestation. So I actually know what God's doing. And so, so it's really had me reflecting more than I really had, had before. And I was, I was processing through the statements, like the patience. And I was like, wow, what it is, is I just see. So I'm not rushing. I don't have to hustle. I don't care if somebody else gets out ahead and do it. I'm going to just stay right in God's will. And when you believe, you're good. What God has for you, has for you. So we have to watch trying to get something at the expense of the moments we're in. We have to watch trying to get to something at the expense of the moments we're in. So we're in special moments, and when you can see them, you will maximize them. But if you get tempted by the delicacies of the world, you'll rush going to something and rush past your moment that you're going to need for when God sends you to manifestation. All right? All because they say. See, the Bible says, Hebrews 10.36, you have need of what? Patience, after you've done what? The will of God, that's the moment you're in. You might receive what? 
the promise. So if I, know, if I can see this, oh, I know I'm getting that. I, all I got to do is, do is this. See, if you know when you pass the test you graduated, are you, are you, you going to skip the test? You ain't going to show up in class? You're going to take the test, pass the test, because what? They're going to give you a degree. Listen, pass the test, but your degree is going to be manifestation. Okay? Right? So, so we have to see that intoxicating ourselves only makes us bloviate as if we're happy with something our sober self would never tolerate. I'm definitely going to repeat that. See, remember we said we're fighting the sea. Don't rush to something. Don't allow things to intoxicate you. The fears, the lust, and, and some of the practical things, drinking, smoking, whatever you're doing, right? Right, it says we must see that intoxicating ourselves only make us bloviate as if we're happy with something our sober self would never tolerate. See, so a lot of times, think about it, when we're intoxicated by lies and living lies, we bloviate as if we're happy. But our sober self would never tolerate what we're settling for and what we're acting like we're enjoying. That's the dangerous thing by, get, by taking in some of the, the, the delicacies of the world. They cloud us from true vision, from purpose vision, right? This is, scripture says what? God is not giving you a spirit of fear. That's why you took the bribe. Fear, right? But of what? Power, love. See, see, power, I'm unstoppable. Love, I'm even more unstoppable. Because even when you attack me, I just what? Love covers a multitude of sin. I just pour some love on you. And then we learn from faith. That's how we activate faith. Through love, right, faith? Through love, silly. <laughs> right? So power, love, and what? Clear mind. Sober mind. That can pick up revelation knowledge. That can see the vision they're supposed to be walking in. Now, this is what the devil does. When you, when you get information that you didn't have before, you see something that you haven't seen, immediately he tries to show up and condemn you. Like, he'll just be sitting there, stupid. You shouldn't have done that. Now, he didn't want to told you to do it. But he'll be sitting there, stupid. Well, you done blew it now. Too late now. Man, listen, stop all that noise. Take the next step, best step from where you are. But this is the thing. Stop. Stopping to assess all the steps you made before. That's clouding you from clearly seeing the steps you're supposed to make in the moment. Maximize your moment. All things work together for, for the good, for those who love the Lord and are called according to in harmony with his purpose. As soon as you get back in line with his purpose, things start to gather out and work out for your good. But you can't keep looking around. Did, did it work out? Did that change? You, you keep looking back to see if it worked out. No, keep taking steps forward. You won't see how it's going to work out until you get where you're going. And you ain't going to get where you're going if you keep stopping to assess where you are. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You think that's going to work out? Well, I don't know. It don't seem like nothing changing yet. You ain't even moving. You ain't really took, look, look, you ain't really took the step. You, you know, you still got this one anchor. 
Now that's my move, right? Oh, yeah. you know, you know, you know, that's my move, my little pivot, right? All right. <laughs> See, I hold my pivot so I'm not traveling. <laughs> I got to get that. Did you get it? Did you get it? In the kingdom, we want to travel. <laughs> Let go of that pivot. Keep on going. <laughs> we want to travel, all right? All right, so, so, so Ephesians... Uh, All right, Ephesians 5.18. Wow. Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm talking about this ne- next Wednesday. <laughs> Man, I'm, I was about to start rushing. Ephesians 5.18. You know, I, I get it, man. You know why? Now I get it because I, I, I made a lot of mistakes. Tremendous amount. Most of them was because of fear. It was facilitated impatience. But once I started to see, man, I was like, y'all go ahead. If you look at my life, this is how my life would be like. Oh, no, no, y'all go ahead. No, I'll catch up. Y'all go ahead. No, 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 no. Hey, if I miss out, I miss out. I get, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know y'all want me. Y'all just go ahead. You, you go ahead. But really, you know what I'm saying on the inside? Y'all go ahead. This ain't my time. I'm just going to go at God's pace. It's cool. If everybody gets there, then, you know, people be calling back. Hey, man, oh, man, you missing it. Yeah, I understand. Hey, man, are you enjoying it? Well, as long as you're enjoying it, that's fine. I'm okay. Then I noticed something. Remember how we said when you're going through, uh, uh, not we said, but in the, in the play, when, when Ornette was saying when he was going through his test and the, and the, the rejected dreamers was on their way back because they said there's giants in the land. But I noticed something as I've been traveling to the promised land. And let nothing stop me and not rushing and stuff like that. I noticed people be coming back. The people that was calling me, I noticed the, the, the signal gets clearer and clearer because the distance is getting closer and closer because they're on their way back. Because they, they got to a place without vision. And so when they got there, the giants seemed larger than they were. Because of the lenses they were looking through. They didn't have clear vision. If they had clear vision, they would have saw them as grasshoppers in their sight. <laughs> they would have saw the giants as grasshoppers in their sight. One of the things, you know, as I was coming up playing basketball, when I was young, I used to watch the Knicks play when I was young before Washington became my team. And... You know, and one of, the, one of my favorite players I watched was uh, Walt Clyde Frazier. You know, he's smooth. He's smooth, smooth point guard. He was a master thief. He's steal ball from people. So, so, I, so I wanted to be like that. I used to count my steals during the week, even if I was in the playground. You know, write him on the back of uh, this uh, picture I had of Elvin Hayes. Right? Now, I said that to say, for me, I, I thought to play in the NBA, you had to be perfect. You could never miss a shot. You had to be able to do everything. Now, not just dribble. You had to dribble perfectly. You had to shoot perfectly. You had to defend perfectly. You had to rebound perfectly. Everything that the, the, the sport required, the only way you can go to the NBA is you had to do it perfectly. You had to be able to shoot with both hands perfectly. And so, so... A couple of things just kind of hit me. So, so obviously I started to get better. So I'm playing with certain people. 
And, and I'm like, I thought these dudes was perfect. I remember the first time I played, and I'm not putting them down, I'm just saying this is, it had nothing to do with him, it was my perception. There was a system to play basketball I didn't know. So, so I, had this, I was playing against Mark Jackson in this uh, summer league. Mark Jackson had just won rookie of the year. And so, you know, I come down. Now, I'm, I know who I'm playing against. The whole week I'm like, yeah, we play against Mark Jackson and them. Kind of throwing hints out there, right? And so, so I come down, I score. I come down, I score again, right? And they sub them, this, that, and the other. So I see them later on bringing them back in the game. I said, now this is when Mark Jackson going to show me why he's rookie of the year and I'm not in the NBA. So I'm getting myself ready. <laughs> Mark about to come out. He about to, he about to do me, right? Well, when he was coming in the game, he told the other guy, you check him. Like, told the other guy to check me. I'm like, but you the pro. Like, you, you're supposed to show me why I ain't at your level. I don't understand. What I start to realize, man, he ain't going to waste his career on somebody like me. You know, he already in the league. Why? I'm not going out there trying to prove nothing to you. I'm already, I'm already where I'm supposed to be. You trying to get there. And look like you you a little bit too confident. I'm not there. No, I'm not even going to try to like get hurt trying to play, trying to prove something to you. Nah, I'd get this dude to do that. Right? And then the Knicks used to practice after us. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. And so, so we would, you know, we would have our practice, then the New York Knicks would practice. And so I would go out there and I would watch, and I would listen to Hubie Brown, like instructing, he was instructing this one guy, his name was Fred Cofield. I'm going to put your name out there too. And he says, he says, Fred, when you shoot that left-hand hook, you want to get under it and scoop it. And so, so I'm sitting there with my boys, and y'all remember this. This is a true story. I was like, he teaching them how to shoot a left-hand hook? I shoot left-hand jump shots. How is he in the NBA? Then I noticed something. I'm, I'm going to say all these names. They had, a, a, they had one guy's name was Rory Sparrow. He was their point guard. But all he could do was play point guard. He couldn't do nothing else. Then they had another guy, Trent Tucker. He was a shooter. With all due respect, Trent, you didn't do that that well. But that was all he did. Lewis Orr. He was a shooter. That's all he did. Like, everybody had a thing that they did. I'm lost. I'm like, this is the NBA. I'm just supposed to be able to do everything? No, that was my perception. So, I, in my eyes, NBA players from a kid watching Clyde Frazier were perfect. No, they're human. And then I started to think, because I play baseball too. You know, a good batting percentage is, is 300. You know what that is? That means you hit the ball 30% of the time. Out of every 10 times you come up, you get three hits. That ain't even good. But they looked at it, the overall of how people was hitting, and they came up. You remember how they scaled the test in school? They scaled it down to 300. 300 is not a lot. Three hits out of 10? I thought every time you went up, you had to knock that thing out the park. No. Nobody is do doing these things perfect. It's only in our head. When we start to see what, like I start seeing these, these people. And my, my, my game went to a whole nother level there. Because I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, you got fear in there too. Like, so my whole attitude changed. Oh, no, we, 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 we about to do something now because 
you're afraid. Especially when I got King Jesus. I'm like, I got Jesus. You got you. (laughs) You can't do nothing with me. Do you understand? We got to put our lenses back on and stop looking at things as insurmountable. That's not. It's not. So that's, that's, that's why. That's why business why I know I took a long way to tell that story, but. And so, so, so don't challenge yourself. Now, now, this is not, look, 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 Ephesians 5. This, this, this ain't no get on nobody. This is things that the world is offering to us casually and is still in our sight. Right? So Ephesians 5, it says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, what that's saying is be filled with the Spirit. If, you, if, you, if you're going to get filled up and, and, and totally uh, intoxicated, no, I don't want to use the word intoxicated, but, huh? I didn't say the verse? 18. Sorry about that, sweetie. Right? So, so it says don't be drunk. Don't, basically saying is, don't be filled up with wine, be filled up with the Spirit. It's not telling you, hey, drink a little bit of wine, just don't get filled up. Be filled up with the Spirit. No, it's contrasting. Be filled with the Spirit. All right, let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs. Again, we're still talking about vision, but these little subtle things the adversary has slipped into our life to steal our vision, and we don't know it, like... And it's not because we trip and it's just, we don't know. All right, so Proverbs 20, verse 1. It says, wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. So it hit wine and strong drink, just in case, right? It says, look, it says, it deceives you. It'll make you see things as larger than they appear. Versus the reality of what they are. And we're not just talking about people. We're talking about moves that we will have to make this year. See, see, they went into the promised land. God showed them the promise that he gave them the vision. It was clear, right? They get to the promised land, and now they're, they're remember, the, the spies came back and said, oh, no, we can't go in there. Wait, what did God tell you? Go to possess the land, right? Why? Because their vision was skewed through fears and things like that. But Joshua and Caleb can see clear. Oh, no, we are well able to possess the land. This is how we're going to have to go into this year. Because you can tell yourself, well, uh, living in manifestation, and you could just be sitting around, like watching Jesus on that tree and not fellowshipping with him. You could be sitting around and not fellowshipping with, with purpose and vision. Just watch it. Waiting for something to happen to you as opposed to you walking in what's supposed to be happening. It's a relationship. It's God giving us the vision and us taking the steps to assist it and manifest it. We have something to do. See, that's why we get frustrated every year. Nothing happened. Because you ain't moving. You got to plant the seed to get the harvest. I mean, if all you got to do is plant a seed to get a tree, that's the least. The seed ain't even heavy. By the time the tree grows, you won't be able to lift it. All you got to do is plant a little seed, and you're like, well, I don't understand why I ain't got no tree. Because you ain't planting no seed. <laughs> like, come on. Well, I don't understand why uh, the windows of heaven are not pouring out for me. Because you're not tithing. Because you don't see what God's doing. 
See that? See again? By now, we already know we we barely talk about money at this church. But we need to be talking about tithing because that's our covenant. That's not an option. Okay, if tithing is an option, then the devourer being rebuked is an option. I'll wait. Oh, the blessings being poured out that you don't have room enough to receive is an option. Your vine casting forth fruit in the right time and the right season is an option. If tithing is an option. See, we keep talking about, ah, you know, tithing is for back in the day. So I guess the blessings pouring out is for back in the day too then. The devourer being rebuked, stealing your sight and all that you're supposed to have, that, that's an option too then, right? Come on, I'll wait. You see how, you see how that, see that's a lie. But that's, that's skewed vision. And these things we're talking about is how he does it. Be still in our sight. We can't, we, we, we ain't doing this no more. We ain't never. All right, so uh, Deuteronomy 29. Come on, come on. And listen, listen. I'm not sitting here like Mr. Walk on Water Perfect because some of the stuff I should, I should, I should be hitting you over the head with on a consistent basis. But I know to, the problem with a, a, the perceiving discerners, you know too much. Well, you don't want this person to feel bad. Well, you don't want this person. But the person is getting beat senseless. Why are you holding back the information? You know what I'm saying? We got, you know, see, I don't, wanna, I don't want them to feel sad. Well, you know, you don't want to beat them down with the Bible. I'm not going to beat you down with the Bible. But we need, the truth is what frees us. Why we, 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 listen, living in manifestation, I'm going to be living in a full manifestation. So, Y'all getting all of Pastor Keith <laughs> this year. Like, I thought we was already getting Oh, no, you wasn't. But you will. And I'm going to tell you what. You're going to love. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, I rebuke that. Take that back. I <laughs> Deuteronomy 29.6. It says, it's, I didn't get it all out for the people going to be online talking about they singing a secular song in the church, okay? I rebuke that, okay? Calm down. See, that's going to distract you. All right, it says, uh, no, I don't want that scripture, sorry. Proverbs 31, sorry. Proverbs 31, sorry, apologize, I'm not sorry. It's not a good confession. But I do apologize. Proverbs 31, verse 4. Proverbs 31, verse 4. Look, it says this, it says, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. It says, lest they drink and forget the law, the boundaries of purpose, and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Right? And then, you know, verse 6 says, give, give strong drink unto them that are ready to perish and wine to those that be of a heavy heart. Right? So I guess some people try to make their heart heavy 
and and try to put themselves in position to perish just so they can drink. Those people are people that's about to leave away from vision. We're going to vision. Right? Right? And it says, the scripture says that we're a royal priesthood or a holy nation. So, so we're not, our purpose, we're not designed to be taken in these intoxications. Like, it's just, it's causing us to lose sight. And we've been stuck in stupors. So that's, that, that's that, you know, that's pastor just, uh, all right, we'll get into the rest of the stuff next week. But that's just me being obedient to make sure we all see what God is doing and we all experience it. Because you can't keep going through years. You know, like, you know, think about it. Somebody did you wrong, like 10 years don't went past since that happened. And some people, it's been 20. You still talking about what happened 20 years ago. Do you know what you can do in 20 years? Where whoever did whatever they did to you, I'd be running around trying to kiss your shoes. But, but, but we've been playing off of something 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And think we justify it's clouding us from vision. All right? So we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll park there and we'll get into um, some other things that, that, that skew our view. Uh, but in, any thoughts or anybody challenged? Anybody humbly want to share how they was impacted? 